four hours. Four hours and mostly brilliant. AEW Double or Nothing is the pinnacle, ho ho, of pay-per-views this year. Better than WrestleMania. Better than anything else I've seen this year, I think. Even better than ROH's last pay-per-view. And that's saying something. Great wrestling. Fantastic angles coming to a fruition. Hot crowd. Felt special. And they came up with the goods. Had a bit of a sag in the middle, but not too bad at all. When you start out with two great matches, the first of which, Page versus Cage. Cage, by the way, looks ridiculous in that Terminator sort of plastic tinfoil mask he's got. It looks a bit silly. He should junk that straight away. But this was a great match. There are this is awesome chance early on. And after a great crucifix bomb from Page, a one-armed neck breaker from Cage, Cage superplex on the walkway, Page try, Cage actually trying a bookshot lariat, Failing, caught in an F5 for a long two. Then Cage hitting a power bomb, a buckle bomb, a spinning Liger bomb. But only getting a long two out of it. Even Starks and Hook not spoiling it. Because Starks gives the FTW belt to Cage, who refuses to use it. We know he's going to turn tweener, don't we? And then the bookshot lariat. For the pin, Taz, who's on commentary, very honest throughout, just shouting, son of a bitch! Great action. And in the end, Cage storming off. So you know he's breaking. Don't give us a piece on the on the books. We know this is a long con. We know they're going to turn on uh, the Invisible Hand, the Cup Price, Heyman, Callis. We know they are. But this match with Mox and Kingston is just great and the books fight Mox and Kingston's match early on Cutler's put to sleep which is good I don't want to see too much of that gentleman and the bell rings about five minutes in lots has already happened as Shivani said they're going to kick the hair collar right off Nick Jackson he's got a new wash it's sort of auburn says Shivani and it is it doesn't look great and he really should be looking at that yeah now, JR talks about the books and says, the Rock and Roll Express got better as they got older. I'm not sure they got better as they got a lot older, as you can see recently in NWA. Anyway, Matt has hold of this new bad boy persona thing really well. And although they perform well, he and Nick, in the ring, he is the preeminent book here because you get more bang for his book. He enjoys it so much. His facials are great. He sells it so well. You've got things like in this match. Two Moxley pile drivers on Matt. The cold spray obviously comes out to Mox's eyes. Only gets a two, put, a two count. There's an assisted pile driver on the walkway on Moxley. He suffered greatly in this match. He even blades, which is very nice. You get... A books suplex, a double books suplex. No, a Moxley, sorry. Du- suplex on both books, which is lovely. And then a DDT from Kingston 
On mat, he then no-sells Nick's punches and hulks up, takes them both on. Lovely Buck's assisted sliced bread on him, though. Matt's put to sleep almost by a mox sleeper. Nick breaks it up with a 450 for a two count. Even your breakup moves are extraordinary. Then, of course, the thing is about the um, Nike Dior shoes that Kingston's taken in a, on a recent Dynamite. They've got a series, they've got a whole load of shoes. They hit the Doomsday device from the top, but as Excalibur calls it, because they're doing it with the shoes, it's a Dior's Day advert, uh, device, which is fantastic. Mox goes for the paradigm shift. Nick has a counter, hits a sharpshooter, sits low on it. But then Kingston hits a backdrop driver, and what a fantastic backdrop driver. Moxley hits the paradigm shift. No pimp. Long two. Fantastic. There's a super kick party, but Mox takes it and hulks up. So they give him four BTE triggers for the pin. What a match. We knew the books were going to win but we knew it was going to be something special. As I said earlier, the Bucks played to Moxley and Kingston's game and played it beautifully. Really good energy. Really good, I suppose, end of feud. A feud that has often not been a bit wanting in my view. But that was a great blow-off. And now we get to the sort of sagging middle of, of this pay-per-view. I thought when I watched it, okay, we're a bit bored now. The crowd are a bit quieter. But when you consider the way it raises to the main events, you have to give us some kind of breather and it's bound to happen in a casino battle royal. Yeah. So you get your first five men in. Max Caster's one of those. Christian's already in the ring. Caster raps and tells us that Christian was only, only had an edge when he had an edge. And I think that's right here. The truth often hurts, doesn't it? And that's my truth. I think Christian's not ideal. He's not done much and not been allowed to do much either. It was okay, this. So Pentico is brought down by Luther and thrown into the ring. He doesn't, doesn't spend long in there. He doesn't really want to be in there. Nick Comerato had a good showing eliminated, but comes after Dustin Rhodes with his own bull rope, which is very nice. Colt Cabana's allowed some TV time. Not much, but he's in there. Nice to see him. And then Jungle Boy is out with a huge cheer and people singing. Yeah, doing all that. He's really, really over. Good work with him and Penta. They work very well together. Brian Pillman Jr. takes a gin and juice. And even Evil Uno gets some kind of cheer. Put a bit of timber on, actually. Big Shotty is in and out, 30 seconds. And the Joker, the 21st entrance, is Leo Rush. Good. Excellent to see. Does some really good fast offence. A poor slingshot low cutter on Matt Hardy. Doesn't stay in for long, but really nice to see him. Glad he's in there. Hope he signed a contract. In the end, we've got Jungle Boy and Christian. And what happens here is what drives the company forward. What do you want? This is for the main contender for the title, whoever wins it later. And do you want to stay in the back? Do you want to keep in, in the past? 
with your old stars like Christian or do you want to push forward to the future with an over star like Jungle Boy telling that every time it looks like Christian's going to win the crowd boo in the end of course Jungle Boy wins he's thrown onto the apron and thrown thrown almost off but uses his impetus to run round the apron to just slingshot himself round the ring post get back in and backdrop a running Christian over and the crowd love it that's the way to do it now something shameless here really quite nice in a way because you're you've got a promo about the American military and then you've got the Anthony Ogogo we don't know him in in, in in the UK just so just just to tell you we don't really know him we don't really remember him he's a boxer of course he brings to the Olympics and let's see if he can wrestle he's wrestling Cody Rhodes who can have a good match with anybody and it's US and Cody is, is all in red, white and blue and he's got his US boots on versus the nefarious UK. Yeah, because we're horrible. Well, I think there's some, I think there's some um, comment around that, but then so are the US. Anyway, this is an okay match in that Ogogo can wrestle. He's learned something. Rhodes goes for his arm early on to try and neutralise that. Agogo thinks if you're going to go for the arm early, I'd better get the body punch in. He does that. It's an Olympic slam, which is good. Of course he does. Rhodes hits a cattle mutilation. It's not called out by Excalibur, who I would expect to know what it is. So he can he can attack those arms. And then a sweet lariat turns um, from... I met from... Um, Ogogo turns Rhodes inside out. Then we get the USA chance. Yeah. They're doing a kind of... Um, Ogogo's been cut above the eye and he has bladed it looks like and it's running into his eye and he can't really see out that eye anyway a kind of boxer thing it's a bit hokey I'm not delighted really um, when Cody Rhodes is trying for a superplex Ogogo just punches him off the top and it stiffens Rhodes who falls very nicely and can't really um, he can't really protect himself which is lovely actually then um Ogogo comes off the top with a frog splash. Everyone's surprised, including me. There's a good figure four spot. Um, Ogogo just uppercutting him. And getting a long two out of that. But in the end, Rose gets the vertebraker. Nice to see it, because Christian's not doing it, for the pin. It's better than expected, but it's not great. And the kind of not great stuff continues with the TNT title. Miro versus Archer. Two big men who work like they're two big men. Early on, Archer walks the ropes and then puts Miro through a table. Very early on, actually, at ringside. I'm thinking that I thought that would be towards the end of the match. Jake, who's been punched a bit yesterday and put out, comes back with a with a bag with supposedly a snake in it. Miro puts him down and then, you know, has a go with the snake and then throws it over to the entrance ramp and all of that. Oh my God, it's a snake. It's a piece of washing in a bag, isn't it, really? There's a very nice Archer slam for a long two. Um, Miro brings Archer in from the outside. That's a nice suplex. It's good form anyway. Then Miro hits a camel clutch, which is quite poor. Doesn't really lean back on it enough. Then leans back, gets the hooks in, gets a choke. Did Archer go out? I mean, Aubrey Edwards called it, but did Archer actually go out? 
Was there a problem in the match? Was there supposed to be a different finish? What was that? Because it didn't seem as though it finished properly and people were a little bit quiet about it and I'm not surprised. This is not the match we want for the TNT title, particularly when we've been, when we've been used to lots and lots of, um, of grappling, you know, with, uh, with Cody and Brody Lee and Darby Allen, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We do need a match to bring us up at this point. So thank goodness for, for Britt Baker and Shida. The crowd has split down the middle for this one, which is lovely. Shida has that attitude. Baker is a nasty heel. Beautifully, beautiful um, personality and character work for that. You've got things like a lovely Shida bow and arrow, Baker propelling her into the barricade, hitting a nasty curb stomp. JR saying, I know they're both ladies, but they're not fighting like ladies. Shivani very quickly saying, these two women. Yeah, you have to do that because that's what JR does quite a lot and needs to be looked at, I believe. Okay, in the ring, Baker hits an air raid crash for a long two, tries to go for the for the lockjaw, Shida fights out. A German suplex from, from, from Shida folds Britt Baker up and there is a malfunction when Rebel hits Britt Baker with the, um, with the crutch by mistake. Shida hits a falcon arrow, but only for a long two. Yeah. The crowd pop when the belt comes in and um, Britt kicks the belt into Shida's face, then curb stomps her on it. The crowd absolutely pop for that. But only a long two. Excalibur, holy Shida, <laughs> it's beautiful. Then Baker hits a lockjaw, new champ. She goes up the, ro- the, the ramp to the walkway. Shivani's there to embrace her. That's a really lovely moment. And what a great match to bring the heat back again. Really needed, actually, particularly when the next match is Alan and Sting versus Paige and Sky. Right, this is a standard um, tag match with some really big characters in it. Early on, Sky suplexes Sting on the soup on, on the walkway, with Shivani saying, "He can't take this. Sting can't take this." Sting popping right up. Sky um, congratulating himself, and then the look on his face, he's behind me, isn't he? That's really nice. The bell doesn't ring. Bell rings about five minutes in, and Shivani said, we've already seen loads of stuff, which is true. We had, and we see more like a Sky slingshot cutter and backbreaker. Paige being launching Darby Allen. I mean, you know, he's got such power. Launching him over the top into his friends and his brothers in the first row. That's very nice. And you've then got the Sting Heritage Tour. The Scorpion Deathlock um, on page. Then Alan hitting a foot. Then Darby Allen hitting a food Juari armbar at the same time. Then Sky coming out of that and put, putting him in a, in a heel hook so that Alan and, uh, and Sting are together, or Page are together in the middle of the ring. That's lovely. Then there's a slingshot cutter attempt by Sky. Sting holds on. Puts him in the scorpion death drop. Of course he does for the pin. It was okay. You can't do much with Sting. Alan didn't get to do much of his I get beaten up and then come back, which is good to see. And um, Sky and Paige are great wrestlers. Looking forward to what Sky and Paige do. Not really bothered about Sting and Alan. They're okay. 
I'd rather have Flanagan than Alan, to be honest. That's an odd music hall joke. Let's get on to the next, which is... Just one of the best matches I've seen all year. It's the uh, triple threat for, with Pac, Cassidy and Omega. Omega comes in covered in belts and with a little bit of timber on. Should be doing a few crunches there, Kenny boy, I reckon. There's a, there are some lovely moves here and the match grows. It grows in strength, it grows in confidence, it grows in excellence. Omega early on is taken down for a long two with a DDT by Cassidy who gets a lot of offence in. He's allowed to do a lot which is really good. There's a great assign, assign moonsault on the outside. Um, by Pac on Omega, the crowd just kind of tapping him to say, you're all right there, Kenny, in the front row as he's down, which is very good. JR calls Pac the man from Wales. Very quickly, Excalibur says, I think, if I, I need to correct you here, JR, he's very proudly from Newcastle. JR saying, well, thanks for correcting me on air. Well, you know, if you are so, if you are so badly wrong, you will have to be. And really, if you continue doing this, you will not be there, JR. So just have a thought, okay? There's a lovely moment where Omega looks into the camera after hitting a tope suicida on both of on both his opponents. He's wild-eyed and delighted. You can see how much he is loving this. Then there's a counter from Cassidy on Omega with a stun dog millionaire. Pack comes off the top with a 450 as Omega bridges up. That really must have hurt. But Omega comes back with snapdragons to both. In fact, two to Orange Cassidy. Other great moves here. A pack avalanche release German suplex to Omega. That is just extraordinarily good. An Omega Tiger Driver 98 for a nice near fall. This is just in the match. This is not finishers. A pack avalanche falcon arrow with then Cassidy coming in and throwing out Pac and nearly stealing the pin for a long two. I thought at this match, you know, they could take this off Omega tonight. I didn't think they would, but I thought they could. The belt collector could lose this early. There is a Cassidy beach break for a long two on Omega himself, an orange punch, punch to both of them. The cut price Heyman, Callis has to get up and interfere. Then a Pack brutalizer on Cassidy. With, with Omega stomping him and Pac not letting go, Omega worried, so he lays out the ref. It's great. He then, he then, while we're waiting for another ref, uses all the belts he has got. That's four, isn't it? On Pac. Smacks him in the face with all of them. It's a lovely long spot. Then Orange Punch, uh, Orange Cassidy with Orange Punch from nowhere. There's no ref. Aubrey Edwards gets in, Omega turns it round for the pin. What a fantastic match. One of the best I have seen all year, or indeed maybe any year. This is a six star match. And you've still got your main event to come, which is part two of the Stampede. And what they do here, which is really good, is they use all the different parts of the stadium and they pair people up. So, First of all, you've got a ring in the centre of the, of the playing field and you've got, oh, first, actually, before we even get into it, MJF turns up in a limousine, calls them out in a circle, repelling down from the top of the stadium 
from the scoreboard, all get in there, everything works well, and they walk towards MJF down the field. That is beautifully done. MJF hides in the limo, of course he does. And there's a bit of skirmishes, including an oil drum brazier thing on fire, you know. Then Sammy and Spears are in the ring, so they're fighting. Nice cutter early on. MJF gets out of the limo, doesn't see Jericho behind him, so they're fighting. That's quite right. Let's talk about them first, okay? Fire extinguisher into Jericho's face early on. Takes off, sprints into the back, which is lovely. And they are using the office area. Oh, yes. Early on, smacks him with a, uh, MJF smacks Jericho with the face, does the usual spot. Chris can't come to the phone at the moment, he's swallowing his teeth. Jericho picks up a megaphone, straight, he balls into MJF's ear, hits him with a snack tray, sandwiches all over the place, then enters another room where you've got the Jacksonville Jags coach, gives him footballs, he throws footballs at him, he's, he's then put in a chair, MJF, Thrown into the next room, clearly it's a cut. He, he's catapulted over some steps onto a table into the next room. A whiteboard is smacked into his chin. Then MJF, they're in another room. MJF stands and steps on the injured arm. There's a, it's a board room. Jericho gets a stapler, staples a thank you note to the top of MJF's head. This is really good, a really good comedy. Then they get on the cheek conference table, which is not going to break. A kind of protected pile driver from MJF to Jericho, which you can understand, for a two count. And Jericho opens a cabinet and there's Floyd. Okay, I'll, I'll accept it because I know it's filmic. All right. He introduces MJF to Floyd, smacks him with it, throws him through some rigged glass. MJF is then bladed, they get back to the to the arena at the top, smacks him with a, with a spotlight, and he's loving the crowd. Okay, so, let's talk about Hager and Wardlow. They're backstage in a kind of equipment room. He smacks, um, Wardlow smacks Hager with two big plastic water bottles, throws him into a walk-in freezer. Wardlow gets an icicle, which I don't mind because it's filmic. They don't do anything with it, really. Wardlow spears him through a false wall into a, into a kitchen area. They get onto a cart later on because we're cutting back and forth between different people, you see. He, he chokeslams Wardlow from the top of a golf cart through some wood. Okay, Sammy and, and Sean Spears, okay? This is all cinematic, really, because um, Sammy's looking for him and he finds him in a room lit by a single spotlight and of course he is the chairman Spears this is the chair room there's loads of chairs there Sammy at one point somersaults off the wall you know like in singing in the rain somersaults over the wall it's uh, off the wall it's beautiful Spears handcuffs Sammy to a chair but Sammy sees some bolt cutters okay later on they're gonna be in the ring they all come back to Daly's place. Well, not all of them, because FTR versus Santana are, and Ortiz are in the nightclub area. It's quite neon. There's music playing. Who's on the decks? Conan. Santana and Ortiz don't like that. They don't half lay him out. You can't see an awful lot because there's a lot of neon there. 
They're engaged in a drinking, in a bit of drinking first. It's all a bit. It's not. It's not fantastic, really. Um, there are beer bottles thrown. They fight into a lift. We don't see much of that. Back in the ring, Spears, who has been chased by some motorcycles. Apparently, it's the inner, the inner circle motorcycle group. I didn't know that. Didn't know they existed. Then maybe they're a formation team. I don't know. Then he's chased by a golf cart with Sammy in it. Of course he is. As as, Ross, as Jim Ross said, we saw that last time. Don't say that. Don't say that. It's a good spot because Spears ends on the up on the front of it, which is really nicely done. They get in the ring and they start fighting. Of course, we know the loser, if they if the uh, inner circle lose, they've got to split up. So there is a big. There's a big reason for them to be fighting here. Spears smacks Sammy with a chair as he comes off the top for a near fall. Sammy hawks up, though. Spears has put a chair in the corner. Sammy stomps him into it and then hits a 630. 450's not good enough. It's not good enough for this event. A 630 will be for the pin. Sammy got the pin. The inner circle win. That was a great cinematic match. You didn't mess it up too much. You gave us everybody who you thought we should be seeing in different places in the stadium. That's beautifully done. And the whole thing was beautifully done. It's a five out of five all year for me. This is the pay-per-view so far of this year. It knocks WrestleMania into, into a hat, which is cocked. And well done, AEW. That was stupendous. And that sagging middle of the match, of, of the event... In hindsight, it just looks like a breather. Fantastic work all through. And you know what? A triumph for wrestling. And that is the most important thing. Ta-ta.